I guess all the frogs croaked. Mm. Oh. That was better than the whole rest of the show. I don't care. Yeah, it was. That was. Put a fork in it. We're done. I don't get it. When I'm torrenting more recordings, internet, it sends a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half past time to go. Chugging one more swing to make the show sit right. Hello and welcome to Saved by the Bell Reviewed, the podcast which dissects every episode of Saved by the Bell, no matter how hard we try to escape into the wild. I'm your mad scientist this week, Austin Gorton, and drop-kicking kidneys in Portland are... Carolyn Maine. Woo! And... Ryan Alexander Tanner. Meanwhile, conscientiously objecting here in Minnesota is... David Bittenhofer. I'm disappointed in all of you. Well, that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't, I'd be disappointed in myself. The, the only question is, what specifically are you disappointed in now? Uh, where do I start? How's our butt? <laughs> this is going to be the entire podcast, just me reading off a list. Rather than us talking about why we're disappointed in Stay by the Bell for 90 minutes, yeah. David saying why we're disappointed. That would be really emotionally devastating and honest. Maybe like for a festivist annual ceremony, airing of grievances. Yes, it it kind of be like a like a podcast intervention almost. Yeah. <laughs> but David versus all of us—that's not know. what I saw coming. Like a reverse <laughs> intervention. <laughs> I know. Well, it makes the most sense. I always think. All that. right, I'm gonna sit you all down and tell you why you suck. Reverse intervention. Every once in a while, like at late at night when I can't sleep, staring at the ceiling, I'd be like, I wouldn't blame David. If he hated me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate you, Ryan. Oh, that's beautiful. The times we've met in person, I'm always like, wait a minute. It would make sense if David hated you. <laughs> I have no good transition for out of that, so I'll just say that this week we're discussing Good Morning, Miss Bliss, Episode 4, Leaping to Conclusions. It's dissection time in science class, and everyone... From Zach to Mikey to Screech, and especially their teacher, have a major hard-on for frog guts. But Nikki doesn't, and after a pep talk from Miss Bliss, she stages a protest that involves releasing animals into the wild, but thankfully they don't end up covered in oil. Also, <laughs> Mr. Belding tries to bribe Miss Bliss into not joining a snooty private school, but it turns out she wasn't going there anyways. So we open without a Zach intro. Again. I didn't get one. I can't deal with this. You guys. <laughs> I know. This is, it's like my world is turned upside down. I just don't know what to expect at all anymore. This is a really bad one. Like, there's no real jokes. There's a lot of quote jokes, and it's just, it's so gross. Everything's gross. This is bad. Miss List is bad, you guys. It's the whole episode? Yeah, I and all of it. Stuff. Yeah. And the intro, I don't really care about. It's just that this is. Why are we doing this? Why are we watching Miss Bliss? <laughs> because we got an Indiegogo fund. Oh, God damn yes. you, listeners. We got, we got paid. We can, we can honestly say we got paid to do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this businessman is like, make them do this. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the cold open is basically just a, uh, I, I put quotes around this word, is basically just a joke. Miss Bliss is teaching the class about the Civil War. She was going to show them a movie, but it showed up with all of the film loose and pulled out because this was back when movies were on film. Do we think Zach did that? Probably. Right. Well, no, because I feel like Zach's the kind of guy that would prefer a movie in class. Yeah. But yeah. did they have nudity in the movie? He could have been going through it to isolate the <laughs> film. Frame by frame. <laughs> but Zach seemed to be under the impression <laughs> that by destroying the movie, he'd be able just not to have class at all. Well, yeah. that's true, which is, like, not how class works, yeah. but Zach's also kind of dumb. He's so. a young puppy. He doesn't know anything. I like when she was talking about when the country was torn in half, like when <laughs> uh, we were trying to pick between Bernie and Hillary. <laughs> Trump and anyone but Trump. I can't talk about context, so I'll, I'll, I'll just kill myself right now. I will. Well, how about you tear? How about you just tear yourself in half the way the country did during the Civil War, and the way Miss Bliss map does hilariously when she goes to pull it down, and that's our cold open. Well, it's interesting because it was just in a real abrupt. Sometimes it feels like they just cut the scene 
abruptly, and then they do the opening credits, and then they pick up right where they cut it. But I was like, is this actually like a joke about uh, funding, school funding? Yeah, I feel like it is, but they don't say the joke. They just have jank-ass shit. Well, but then they actually <laughs> follow up on it. Like, I was impressed that there was actually, like, it seemed there was thought put into it. I yeah. was not impressed at any point in this episode. Well, easily impressed <laughs> based on what's come before. <laughs> we also should mention that uh, Miss Bliss was talking about how during the Civil War, you know, brothers fought brothers, fathers fought sons, mothers fought daughters. And then Mikey said that's just a typical weekend at home. So he comes from a broken home. That doesn't sound yeah. like a great place to live. His life fucked up. That's why he disappears. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, it he's, even out, like, darker. he's out like smoking on the train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's probably yeah. His his parents probably split up. Well, I'd say his parents split up, and he went to live across the country with one half of them. But actually, everybody else just moved away from him. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you think his parents split up because his mullet isn't as good as AC Slater? <laughs> they saw AC Slater and like that should have been our son. <laughs> I mean, but whose parents haven't said that when they looked at AC Slater? That's true. His mullet's finer, and his Italianness is even more finely etched. <laughs> so after the credits, we come back, and we're in the school well, Can I say something office. about credits, just because, you know, sure. we like to meander? This would be the time for it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, obviously we've seen it many of times, but it, for whatever reason it struck me this time, because they say the actor who plays Milo, I forget mm-hmm. his name, but then in the- TK TK Carter. Yeah. But then, say, so he's the last one, so it's like T.K. Carter as Milo. I just wonder uh-huh. where that started from. Like, always listing one of the actors as their character name. Because like, it's like a featured character. They did that with the Mac, too, didn't they? Yeah. It's yeah. just sort of like the most special minor character. Gets a well, and, and the way I've always understood it is that that's contractual. Like, that's written into the actor's contract. Like, you will part of like the salary negotiations and stuff is like oh you'll get the and the actor as the character at the very end of the credit and you get like extra money for that or maybe you take less money because then you get that credit because it <laughs> denotes you as being and, special and, and i keep well, be wanting to be last but the as seems kind of pointless right like do we care one it's one of those one it's one of those like chicken egg sort of things yeah. where they want it because it makes it seem like they're an important element of the show but is the only reason we think it makes them an important element because they get the last mm-hmm. spot and their character gets named? I don't know. And I have no idea when it started. Like, I'd be curious what the first show to credit someone that way was. Yeah. Also, for the credits, whenever we watch these ones, I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Where are we in time, you guys? Which dimension is this? Well, I was like, where's Elizabeth Berkeley? Yeah. <laughs> I also. I would settle for Tori. No one ever asks where's Elizabeth. Oh, oh, I, but I wanted to also give a shout out to our Twitter friend. This this was this was from from Sarah on Twitter at Bunny Bookends. Yep. What's up, Bunny Bookends? She's no Meg C, but she's getting there. <laughs> she uh... don't make it a competition of our fans. We well, love you know, Meg C. Meg C has been posting on Twitter about some other podcasts. Yeah, is this a blossom? No, fuck no, it's not. It better fucking not be. There. You can only listen to one of those. So you, better, you gotta pick a side. Uh, at Bunny Bookends agreed with Carol that the guy who plays Milo totally reminds her of Meshack Taylor. Not that racist. So, no, you're both racist. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that was my first thought. I'm like, oh, okay, so they're both racist. You guys, and black then... people can look like other black people. Nope, they can't. Okay. Now it'll be racist. Well, so, <laughs> we're just talking about the Civil War on Trump. the show, the North and the South. I know where you guys would like. <laughs> I am so liberal. <laughs> I cry at night about every pigeon. Uh, and then she helpfully pointed out that the gem character that TK Carter played was Shauna's boyfriend, and we have a nice picture of him. He looks much, much more studly in gem in animated form than in real life. So oh, my girlfriend hard. got excited about that. <laughs> yeah, like excited, then, excited. Uh, yeah, I'm not putting it past her. She. But she loves her gem, I can tell you that much. Oh, does she? Yeah. It's a good one. We'll review that next. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get her hopes up. Cause... <laughs> and then she pointed out that T.K. Carter was in a movie called He's My Girl with David Halliday. And I have no idea who David Halliday is, but the picture of the movie is a man I presume to be David Halliday 
wearing a sort of greaser leather jacket, pointing at T.K. Carter wearing a wig and a Marilyn Monroe dress. Well, maybe that's why you thought it was Michelle Taylor. <laughs> that just reminds <laughs> me of the thing Dave Chappelle said, where like the Hollywood machine will like spring up on all black men and make them dress in drag. Do embarrassing like, things. Yeah. Although men wearing dresses doesn't have to be embarrassing. Only if they don't like it. Right. Right. And only if you're doing it to like keep one specific race down. That's frowned upon. Or to show that it's embarrassing to dress quote unquote like a woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys, I don't hate women as much as everybody else does. I'm very liberal. Everyone else in the world or everyone else on the podcast? Well, you don't hate white women, right, Carol? Harsh, <laughs> 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 bro. I try to be really intersectional. Who do you think on the podcast hates women the most? Ryan. Really? Wow. <laughs> you really think that wow, she took you no thought on that one. That's how we're judging this one. Sorry. Oh, like currently. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's all about them know. stats. You're I'll take it. <laughs> because the- well, back. Back to the first scene of the episode that Milo isn't even in, but that's okay. Miss uh, Bliss comes in with a voiceover about how Belding is a cheapskate when it comes to the school budget and supplies. And Tina wants acrylic paint, and Mr. Belding's like, fuck you and your paint, which, I mean, that's that's every conversation you've ever had with a principal, right, Ryan? Oh, actually, yeah. But, um... <laughs> well, like, you're like, this is a searing portrait of the art teacher's dilemma. He's like, did Rembrandt use acrylic paint? I'm like, I think he probably did. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. When you guys hear about sport ball and how you just don't know what's going on, like when Mr. Belding was like, did Rembrandt use acrylic? Did Van Gogh? Did Renoir? And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I've got no clue. Like, <laughs> <I, laughs> yeah, that could have been class. solely what they used. That could have yeah. been like a new invention. I got no I'm idea. Pretty sure all of them use oil paint and the kind of paint that you can't even eat. Yeah. So, well, I, I what's think, the point oh, of painting right. then? I know, dude. I think acrylic right. came later, right? Because they're made from like plastic. Yeah. But they yeah, would. You're, if they you're the experts. But um, I I taught a class one time and all we could use was discarded copy paper like they all had these like coatings <laughs> printed on the back and then like it was like this box of broken crayons that had just discarded Man, wow. out of all our supplies was it a class <laughs> the state of art education children? in this country really is shitty I like to think that all my classes are classes to punish children. Right. <laughs> yeah, this teacher is the lady. Tina is her name. I almost refuse to remember it. She's going to have to end up painting with makeup and bong water. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. And then uh, she yes, she wants paint. Miss Bliss, meanwhile, would like a globe and an encyclopedia. And while those are certainly valid educational materials, I do kind of feel like the art teacher getting paint should have priority over like a supplemental item like a globe. Like Miss Like Miss Bliss could teach history without a globe, but it's gonna be hard for Tina to teach painting without paint. Well, I will say though that in junior high, asking for acrylic paint is a pretty big act. Like you ask for okay. like watercolor. Acrylic yeah, paints okay. are like a tube of acrylic paints like eight. $12. So. Well, Belding's solution to all of these requests is yourself. for the teachers to fill out a requisition Yeah, form. requisition form. <laughs> he yeah, loves the requisition forms, doesn't he? <laughs> he has a major Peter Boners for requisition <laughs> forms. Well, remember before, requisition forms were a euphemism. So I <laughs> yeah, think what he's him. saying is, why don't you fill out your requisition form and we'll see what supplies you get. He's saying that her pussy is the requisition form and he's going to fill it out. Carol, I didn't want to spell this out for you, but clearly requisition forms are blowjobs. Do you get the feeling that, like, the writers, like, one writer in there heard, like, one term in a school once yeah. and decided just to run with yep. it for all I do think that. I think they, they did some on-site research <laughs> and they caught one term and they kept applying. I think they went into a high school and ran around like Milo listening to pipes and they heard one word before they were physically escorted from campus. So yes, this brings us to officially 50% of these episodes that requisition forms have been mentioned. <laughs> oh my god, you guys, what are we I also, I listened to Jeffrey Tambor on Fresh Air the other day, because I'm an intellectual. And, uh, he was talking about his early career and how someone got cast, some bald guy got cast. He used to talk about bald guy roles in like the 80s and 90s. This is actually, I'm very interested in that now. And he was just saying like, uh, 
he went bald really young. And yeah, there, um, yeah, that's what you do. Being being bald got him ro- like roles like principals or someone's oh, father-in-law. Yes. Those were like it was just in people's minds that those were bald men. Yeah. So yeah. and I thought of that again when I saw Belding, although he's not really bald at this point. Belding is balding, yeah. but he's so so skinny. That's what I noticed. Like mm-hmm. we were joking yeah. about Austin had a pre-show Bon Mont about. <laughs> Haskins and the nude the Max in Chicago. Austin's afraid he's going to eat all the food in the Max. <laughs> yeah. oh, let's just put it out there. I'm a terrible, terrible person. Austin's I fattest. <laughs> the building is the one who looks the it's most. Shelf, it's it's self shame, David. <laughs> Do you think that Austin hates fat people more than I hate women? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one. I'm gonna. David, what do you think? Yeah, David, you're the decider. <laughs> Carol can't decide she's a woman. Do I Sorry, hate I fat kidding. people more or less than Ryan hates women? Ooh, uh, I would say less. Austin, you hate fat people less than Aww. Ryan hates Well, whatever. David, I have a recording of you denying that the Holocaust ever happened. So fuck it. Everyone has that recording. It's his latest iTunes single. Better never run for president, David. It's really kicking jam, David. So as Bliss leaves the uh, the office, Mr. Belding goes to like grab her mail out of her slot, giggity, and finds a letter in there from a snooty private school that apparently poached a couple of teachers away last year. And he's like, they're not going to get Miss Bliss. Who were the teachers? Are they alive? Are they ghosts? Uh, presumably they're still, we find out they're writing Miss Bliss, so presumably they're still alive. Could be a ghostwriter. Or <laughs> it's, it's Ghost Rider. It is the Ghost Rider. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So then we go to science class, and Mr. Morton is announcing that tomorrow is dissection day. And Zach and Mikey immediately pop little prepubescent boners. Oh, a little prepubescent boners is the worst phrase. That's yeah, perfect. Austin, That's what a, this is. You're on a list now. I know. <laughs> you're on the David list. <laughs> So how uh, long are we going to spend unpacking Mr. Morton? I don't like <laughs> I don't like these baby boners for frogs. I find this really distasteful. Like one character it's... we'll find later. Spoilers. Yeah, I don't know when we want to get into that. Let's talk about uh, what's his name, Mr. Morton first. Who I thought, who I first thought was what was his name? Finkel, the one who had like that weird hat. Not what? <laughs> Finkel, who had a weird on, hat. No, who, that better go that on the character end of the head. It was like the uh, DNA oh, hat or yeah. something, or the molecule hat. What's I it? super don't know anything. Oh, is that in the, the early one? Yeah. Yeah, what the my point hell is, was that, that guy's guy. name? Oh, okay. Yeah. But okay. the guy looked super familiar, and then I looked up his IMDb, and I didn't recognize him from anything, except he was in A Married with Children. Oh. You, you don't remember him from when he was in one of your favorite movies of all time, uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? <laughs> he played no. her left kid. Because that's what he was in. Yeah, Daryl Carroll is his name. That's a cool name. And Daryl Carroll. Name. Yeah, that's it's a cool name, but that's pretty much the coolest thing about him. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I can think of is that because he was in a Married to Children episode, and that I might have, yeah. I probably may have seen that one a few times, and it, I just it didn't ring a bell when I saw the name of it. Anyways. So can I say a couple things yeah. about this guy? No. Fire away. No, David said I can't. <laughs> All right, Doctor Mertz. Thank you, David. I just oh, wanted you to show me the respect by saying you wouldn't, and then um, thank you, David. You're welcome. So one is I was just surprised to see another teacher in class. It was the first yeah. time they used the classroom for more than one classroom, so that was weird. Oh, and did you notice that they pulled the the original, the OG Saved by the Bell trick of it's just Miss Bliss's classroom with everybody yeah. facing the other way? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then um, it's interesting because this show is all about this teacher, Miss Bliss, uh-huh. and who she is, as well as they can flesh out her character, which is not very well, but they try to make her a three-dimensional character, and then they go in the complete opposite direction. And this is sort of the start of that, where we get this total right. cartoon non-human teacher <laughs> and he's not a hit on the show like even his jokes don't land even with the live studio audience yeah and right. yet he seems to and, set this precedent for what every teacher will be like from here on out yeah you can tell they're still working on it because he doesn't have the gimmick yet he's just 
kind of a kooky. He's not disabled. Yeah, he needs a disability, yes. <laughs> aka gimmick. Yeah. Um, I was being charitable, but yes, he's not differently abled in some way. Um, but you can sort of see the template for that uh, that classic Saved by the Bell teacher there. Is this the first teacher besides Miss Bliss that we've had in the Bliss? And yeah. Tina. Yeah, but well, we've been to her class. Nope. She's nope. just a teacher quote. Yeah. Yeah. Quote. Well, she's a she's an art teacher. She doesn't get her own class. Right? Art teachers are teachers quote. Yes. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Do you think that Carol disrespects art teachers more than I hate women? <laughs> and do you think there's a correlation between those two things? Is it David or Austin's turn? Uh, it's Austin's turn. Uh, no, I don't think Carol disrespects art teachers more because deep down inside, she still appreciates the art side of that equation. That's true. Hey, I don't really hate women. <laughs> <laughs> you don't deep down inside appreciate women. Look, you guys, if we're going to sit here and start talking about all the things that we don't hate and don't believe, we could fill another 90-minute episode just of that. That sounds great. That should be our next podcast series. Things we don't hate. That should be our last episode. Through the run of this this show, we've all claimed everyone believes and (laughs) hates different things. Here's us setting the record straight. Oh, I thought it was just in general. Things I don't hate. Bananas. Do we have anything else on, on Mr. Morton? I don't like him. <laughs> he's awful. He's like a little scientist. He's like spooky and he's like, we're going to cut the frogs and fuck them. And I, I just think it's distasteful. It's weird that he wants to fuck the frogs. Yeah. What's really weird to me is that the frogs are alive. Yeah. Like, so are well, these kids supposed to kill the frogs? Well, all we ever see is a box of frogs. Well, we hear them riveting. Well, here's, okay, so here's my, this is the question I was going to pose for you guys. Yeah. Did you do some sort of middle or high school biology class dissection of an animal? Yeah, at some point we did schooling? a fetal pig in high school. Yeah, we no. did. We did fetal pigs too. Did anyone fuck it? I wasn't around for anyone doing that, thankfully. So you're not saying no. I, I can't say that. No, the high school. They'll fuck anything. David, did we do ours? Was that like seventh or eighth grade? I didn't. I never did a fetal pig. Oh really? No. <laughs> loser. <laughs> what a I did a frog though, and oh really? Like, did you you didn't do it? a frog, Austin. I don't remember doing a frog. They I thought all... we just did pigs. Well, what we did was we all had they were, but they were like preserved dead frogs kind of things. So like from Alabama. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were. That's right. the thing is the killing line, and I know it's all really weird because like unless you are a vegetarian, you end up eating animals pretty much all the time, which. You know, morally, is it one thing or another? Mm-hmm. But like to kill <laughs> an animal is it's extra hard. There's, yeah. there's a supermarket for a reason. Uh, a, I was going to say, but in our class, our teacher killed a live frog, and then we could like walk up to it with a microscope and could see its heartbeat and all sorts of weird Whoa, stuff. Whoa, that's the most savage shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, I don't remember that at all. But but then secondly, more to Carol's. Point like I'm a vegetarian. And oh yeah, David is the best among us. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but but so you know I'm coming from a biased viewpoint, but I I can recognize the scientific validity to you know animal experiments in the right conditions and all that. But what really gets you in this episode isn't the fact that they're doing this dissection for science; it's the glee they all seem to have. Yeah, like yeah. killing this thing. It's true. It's really disturbing nasty. I feel like the fact that they're alive in the episode is, I don't, I don't think, I I highly doubt any school does it that way. I'm pretty sure they all come, like you said, David, like in formaldehyde or whatever it is, or like they're already dead and you dissect them. The only reason I think they're alive is because they need to be alive so that Nikki can do something with them. Yeah. If they're already dead, then her she could sit it out, but the whole point is she's releasing them and there's consequences and all of that. So I feel like they're they're making up this fiction just so that they can release them, but then that also gives them the opportunity to just have everybody be super creepy about how much they want to kill frogs. Right. Like isn't like animal abuse a sign of like sociopathy? Yeah. <laughs> right? So and- this episode more than most feels like a prequel to Dexter with Zach Morris. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. of how much he wants yeah. to kill a frog. Yeah, he just is. And so does Mikey, and Screech is all about killing a frog, too. Like, 
I want to see the scene where Nikki releases just a box of dead frogs into the field. <laughs> she didn't You're realize free. they were all like in <laughs> You're free now. I guess all the frogs croaked. Mm. Oh. That was better than the whole rest of the show. I don't care. Yeah, it was. That was. Put a fork in it. We're done. I don't get it. Yeah, so I guess we, we've already we've already really established this. But while Zach and Mikey are really excited about dissection, Nikki is very aghast at it, and she asks if if she doesn't have to participate. And I love that Mr. Morton doesn't even answer in this scene. <laughs> he just can't fathom the notion that anyone wouldn't want to. Like that's his answer to her. Why wouldn't you want to? And then we go to the next scene. One of the things is I feel like it's more of a cliche. Like the whole dissecting of a frog thing seemed to be a big like staple in like high school sitcoms or TV shows, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. but usually the kids like there's going to be some kids who are kind of just grossed out by it, whether whether it's just ethics or just like it's kind of gross to like cut into things or be people like right. that. And it's just so weird to have like only this one voice and everyone else just to think it's weird and it's like I don't think, like, most people would probably agree with her. Like, some will just do it anyways. And Lisa, I guess, is kind of in that territory. Yeah. But it's like, it's not that strange to not want to. Well, and and I guess this is, you know, here we are picking nits like we've never Mm -hmm. done that before. But there's also a part of me that's like, Nikki's just learning that this is part (laughs) of the curriculum the day before they're going to do it. Like, did they not have any sort of, like, here's what we're going to be discussing this trimester in So you're biology. saying it's all her fault for not reading the syllabus. Yes. Yeah. Always read the syllabus. I always, my students, when they don't read the syllabus, I always make them kill a live animal. <laughs> <laughs> you bring in like a kitten or a puppy. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I get the most lovable animals. No. <laughs> That'll teach you to read the boring ass syllabus. Have you heard about the teacher experiment where like a teacher would tell children they're not allowed to leave their desk? and then take a goldfish out of a bowl and let the goldfish suffocate without being in water until a student challenges them. What the fuck are you yeah. talking about? It's a terrible experiment. It's like a thought experiment. Teachers, teacher, A teacher did that in my high school, and she was really? the most liberal teacher on campus. How many, goldfish, how many goldfish died before she was satisfied? Yeah. No, somebody fought them back. We're Portland. Somebody put the fish in the bowl. <laughs> So you do it to, like, teach them when to defy authority? Yeah, anti-authoritarianism. And, you know, like, probably Mrs. Child? Julie Child? No. Yes. She was like, What a petite! (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure she would have put the fish back in, but she really made everybody rise with that one. And that's kind of what we're doing here, except I don't think we have a moral at the end about challenging authority, necessarily. I think a fish suffocating in a classroom and all the kids just sitting there not doing anything about it is the best visual analogy for this podcast. Right. <laughs> That's a scathing indictment on us. Exactly. Yeah, no one stood up uh, yet. <laughs> yeah. Next, next scene, we are back in the boring Sasqualis cafeteria. Yeah. And... Tina and Miss Bliss and Mr. Morton are bemoaning requisition forms. And then Mr. Belding suddenly shows up bearing a globe. Oh, you guys, wait. I wanted to say one more thing. Okay. (laughs) The dissection. It was an anecdote Uh, about art school. Okay. When I was in art school, I took a Mm -hmm. life drawing class. And Mm -hmm. the teacher would bring in weird shit for us to draw sometimes. Right. And he brought in, like, these fish on a plate, and part of it was drawing, like, the circular ellipse of the plate, and there was right. one woman in the class who was a vegan, and she was, like, really visibly upset by it, uh-huh. and then one week, the teacher brought in pig heads, wow. and we had to draw them, and she left wow. the room, and no exaggeration, she never came back. Wow. Like, I'm pretty sure she quit art school. That's still a good story, but I was really hoping you were going to go with a human head. No, sorry. (laughs) Maybe next year. And then the teacher brought in a dead hobo for us to draw. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he offered to do it live, but that just wouldn't give him the true experience. Live drawing, more like death drawing. Well, some of of the life drawing models I've drawn are definitely live hobos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That wasn't even really a joke, but it was. 
Ryan, did you did you pay careful attention to make sure that you drew in the wearied lines from where life has beaten them down? Aww. You have to, or you're not a good artist. You haven't <laughs> seen, you haven't really learned to see until you've rendered a hobo's nutsack. So wait, wait, wait. So who hates hobos more, Austin or Ryan? And how does Definitely that compare Austin. with Ryan's hate? I've never, of- I've never drawn them. Exactly. So you hate them. Yeah, I see the beauty in every hobo. Uh, yeah, touche. Right. Does touché. Austin hate hobos more than Ryan hates women? <laughs> I love women. Austin, how you feel about hobos? I also love women. <laughs> You love hobo women? Sure. Carol, you got to make the decision. Uh, Austin hates hobos more than Ryan hates oh, women. Yeah. Yes, finally. <laughs> <a good> decision. <laughs> finally. Which would you rather well, have in your house? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> Austin or Ryan? Well, although on Say by the Bell one time we got a hobo woman. And a hobo man. Yeah, but we all know what he did. <laughs> what? I don't know. He had sex with Zach's mom. Yeah, he fucked her real good. <laughs> but it was consensual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Miss Bliss gets a globe, but Mr. Morton, who's apparently Dr. Frankenstein, didn't get the lightning rods he wanted <laughs> yeah, I don't even know to what that reanimate means. dead tissue with. <laughs> that's really bizarre. That's the other thing. Is like, that's a very later Say by the Bell joke. Like, yeah, that's not a good yeah. morning Miss Bliss joke. Yeah, it's one of right. those where he says you're not going to get your lightning rods, and at first you could just take it as a joke, like he's maybe he's just way too into science and doesn't realize the dangers that like lightning could pose to like teaching it to kids or whatever. And then they go the next step further, where no, he wants them to reanimate dead animals, and that's where you're dead like, what's tissue. going on? Do you think it's like a Viagra thing? Yeah, oh, likely. dead tissue. Yeah, I, I think he's trying to grow like a human ear. Cool. Mm-hmm. I also I also love that we see a little bit of the template for the one-off character who gets absorbed into the Golden Six in the way that, well, Mr. Martin, you're a teacher in this episode, so you get to sit with Tina and Bliss at lunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. We're also forgetting something else he says, which is also strange. What's that? Uh, He says, like, trying to get any supplies from the office is like getting your teeth pulled. He likes it. Oh, Holy yeah, teeth. that's right. Yeah, he yeah. likes to be the sadist because he kills frogs. Oh, he likes pulling? I yes. thought he likes getting his teeth pulled, though. I think he likes to pull. I oh, I thought he liked yeah. getting them pulled. All yeah. right. I think he was Austin? the Bill Murray in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, Austin, you have to I think he's the Steve Austin Martin. I would have to go back and watch it. I uh. don't remember that closely. Either way, he's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he's clearly fucked up. I have another question. Okay. Because, okay, we got two stories here. We got uh, the frog dissecting story. Uh-huh. And then we got the no budget for supplies story. Well, that's, I mean, it, yeah, which is also the belding, bribing, bliss to stay here story. Yeah. Right. Cut to the case. Yeah. Okay. Where is the budget to pay for all these frogs? <laughs> <laughs> Especially the second batch. I that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the first batch was probably in the budget, but we're just, well, guys, let's be honest here. Morton paid for those yeah, frogs. Yeah, he's willing. He's like, I need their death. Um. <laughs> also, about the supplies, we forgot to mention in the first office that Miss Bliss got a slide projector, but it came along with a very revealing photo of Mr. Belding and the Miz oh, doing right. limbo. Yeah. Presumably <laughs> naked, Club right? Med. Right, right. Yeah. Definitely naked oh, yeah. limbo, which would be a lot of crevices to look at. <laughs> right. Um... Also, where's the budget for all this Miss Bliss stuff she's getting? Well, I think Belding is is reallocating from other teachers in order to... But all he does is says no to everybody. It's not even like Right. Says, it's like they had no budget and now he's yeah. got well, okay. I guess he's paying for it. You mean, where is, he getting this, where is he getting this budget? Like, the, the ten whole dollars that a globe costs? <laughs> well, and again, having worked at school, there's money. Yeah. They're just not going to give it to you. So. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's not act like he's giving her diamonds here. It's just a globe, people. No, there's a, it's a diamond globe. Yeah. Oh, okay. That explains. It's one, one of those globes diamond. you can open up, and there's booze inside too. Yeah. I love those. Now that I want one of those someday. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like in my office, it's gonna be awesome. I also during this cafeteria scene was really lamenting the quality of the background extras in these Miss Bliss episodes. Well, yeah, especially because one of the things that this show does that Saved by the Bell never did 
which is not be afraid of non-frenetic pacing. So we have, <laughs> we consistently have scenes in the cafeteria where it's like, here's what the teachers are doing. Here's what the kids are doing. And we don't need to cut back and forth. We could just go from one to the other and stay in this one location. But we also have like a range of characters. Yeah. Like there's the adult world and the kid world, which we never right. have. Right. So while the, so while the adults are talking about how suspicious Belding is being. And Belding is being really gross. I just want to say that he has the line, your need is my need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. After that fuck subtext and requisition uh-huh. forms and the limbos, Belding's being a total horned up gross ass. Yeah. So over at the kids' table, Zach and Mikey, apropos of nothing, are asking Lisa for advice on the best way to approach a woman. Where, where's that coming from? I don't fucking Yeah, no, this, it's just, it's, it's, they need to be talking about something because then Nikki comes up to interrupt well, and does her best. almost one, which I think is racist. Oh, oh, sure could be now. <laughs> sure, sure. I, 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 not being racist myself, took it as a, uh, she's not quite a teenager yet, she's, so she, she's a girl, not a woman. She's premenstrual. Zach has, yeah, a, he has a calendar of every woman's premenstrual cycle. I don't think Elisa's <laughs> premenstrual. I think she gets it. You think so? I think I really don't. I don't want to go down this road. We really. What about don't Nikki? Need. Is Nikki menstruating? <laughs> Nobody's menstruating yet. Nobody. What about that's, that's what I'm saying. What about Miss Bliss? Definitely. Okay, she menstruates a lot for Yeah, everybody. she's on the other side. Yeah. She's come out the other she's side of that particular. When your husband yeah. dies, it takes away your uterine life. Yep. <laughs> so she just has Is it buried with him? Yeah. Yeah, she buried all her men's with him. Well, I think it's worth pointing out that already at the tender age of whatever this is, Zach firmly believes that the best way to approach a woman is with a lie. Oh, yeah. And Lisa encourages it, right? I think the first thing you tell them is that you have a lot of money. That's a good start. No, no, no. You open your heart and you tell them with sincerity the biggest lie you can think of. That'll work if it's the right lie. Yep, and he still, he learned nothing from his encounter with Karen in the very first episode. No, he never does. Nope. That's what I'm saying. This is consistent. At least they keep some things the same. We haven't watched The Honeymoon in Vegas yet, and I've never seen it, but I'm sure that it involves Zach lying about stuff a lot. You are 100% right. (laughs) And the the details and magnitude of those lies will kill you. Um, so then Nikki comes up doing her best Jesse impression and wants them to sign a petition to stop the frog dissection. And in true Jesse fashion, she really is bad at reading her audience because they're really not interested in signing this petition. But in their defense, they do agree to cover for her if she wants to cut class. Yes. But instead she says, screw you guys. I'm going to go talk to Miss Bliss. That's another thing. Is again, maybe this has changed, but I feel like Nikki can just get her parents to write her a note. Yeah, I don't so. know that she has parents. <laughs> That's fair. That's true. We've yet to really meet any parents in the series. I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, so next, we're back in Mr. Morton's class, and he is making cup of noodles in a beaker. And he shushes Miss Bliss. He's like really rude. Yeah, Miss Bliss comes in, and he's like. Shut the fuck up. I'm making cup of noodles. And then he drinks some of his cup of noodles, and then Miss Bliss is like... there's some urine in that, too. (laughs) That's the only way to eat science noodles, David. (laughs) Science noodles. (laughs) You guys know that there are people who recommend drinking your pee-pee? And they're, like, shamanic. Generally, it's like a a wizard thing to do, especially drink your first pee of the day. I don't Mm. do it, but people, people do. It just sounds, uh, I heard it's just not healthy to drink your pee. I don't know. I heard it is healthy. That's the problem. I've <laughs> heard it's healthy. And your, your body's getting rid of it for a reason. I'll put it that way. Austin, is it healthy to drink pee? I feel, well, I feel like I have to side with David's logic on this <laughs> one. <laughs> I'll be as relieved as anybody if he's so Miss Bliss comes in to argue on Nikki's behalf, and she tries to make him understand why Nikki doesn't want to do this, and he still cannot even fathom the fucking notion <laughs> that someone doesn't want to dissect a frog, Just... and tells Miss Bliss that Nikki has to participate in order to pass the class. Does anybody come out looking good in this episode? No. <laughs> Not really. 
I mean, I guess Miss Bliss is okay. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess she doesn't. Too. She doesn't really do anything wrong. Um, we also find out in this scene that Nikki's last name is Cohen. Ooh. I'm not gonna remember that. Tell you right now, and I probably will because I am sad. You go right ahead. Um, does anybody remember this plot being done by like every sitcom ever, though? Or did I just oh, watch yeah. this one as a kid? Oh, yeah. There's always like, a dissection plot. Yeah, Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it. Everybody's done this. Oh yeah. Well, it's one yeah. of those things that like exists more on TV than in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I asked if you guys had done this. Right. I mean, it is. It is interesting that all four of us did something like this. So then in the hallway, Miss Bliss breaks the bad news to Nikki, but Nikki sticks to her guns even when she's told that she'll fail if she doesn't do this dissection. And she's like, what would you do, Miss Bliss? And she gives her like vague, pandering, listen to your heart and your conscience and all of that. I would do something British with computers. Is <laughs> there the future, Zach Morris? She's like, cheerio, hot conscience. My suggestion to everyone is don't tell kids to follow their heart. It'll only lead to bad things, like kids following their heart. You know what I would True. do <laughs> if I followed my heart when I was a kid? Not homework, <laughs> I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> what would you do, David? I'd be watching TV all day long. It depends like on now. what age I was, but let's just say none of it would have been productive work. <laughs> uh, so Nikki's takeaway from all of this is to run off into a commercial break with a bo- croaking box of frogs. Oh man, it's like Schrodinger's cat with these, bo- these frogs in this box. Are they real? Are there real frogs in there? Schrodinger's box of frogs. Yeah, they don't exist until you open the box and see that they're there. There's holes in the box. Then it'll probably be like a, a toads or something. Remember how they didn't get the lizard that they said that they had? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're actually like dissecting uh, Gila monsters. <laughs> oh, shit. Those are expensive. That's where the budget oh, yeah. went. <laughs> so after commercial, we're back in Bliss's class. And Belding's like, yo, Miss Bliss, quit doing your fucking job. I want to come give you stuff in the principal's office. Yeah, that was really weird. You can't call the teacher to the office during class. Well, and there was like, ooh. Yeah, that was the first ooh on the show. Yeah. And then uh, in, in actually a rather clever bit, she puts Zach in charge. I disagree. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with David. I think this was not clever at all because it made no sense. Why does putting Zach in charge do anything? Because That's he's funny. a white man and he's going to inherit the earth as his birthright <laughs> as a financial schemer. Because he go because he goes mad with power. Did she, is that was her plan? To let him go mm-hmm. mad with power? Right. Yeah, she knew that if he was mad with power, he wouldn't be fucking around. But he's not doing his uh... test though. Well, none of them are doing their test, and the class ends in like thirty <laughs> seconds. This fucking drives me nuts. That this always happens. That something's going on in class, and then there's an interruption, and then class just ends. <laughs> yeah. Like, why does class always have to end during the scene? Yeah. It's never important to the scene. Filler. Right. It's because filler. So we could get the joke by Zach about how he didn't dismiss them. That was a non-joke. That was one of several <laughs> non-jokes. Well, wait, wait, wait. If we were just going to flag everything... Everything that was a non-joke. Then Let's we'd... do it. <laughs> we, that we need to go back to the beginning of our podcast and start over. Also, if the class was going to end in like a minute, why couldn't Mr. Belding have waited? Yep. Yeah, or why couldn't Miss Bliss have just been like, all right, stop working on your test. Class is almost over anyway. Yeah. Or just, you guys have one more minute of class and then I'll go to the yeah. office. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, in this scene, we learn that Mikey's last name is Gonzalez. Is it? Yeah. Wow. So then we're in Belding's office, and Miss Bliss comes in and finds busted Nikki and angry Morton. Mm-hmm. And what? Morton tries to pin the blame on Miss Bliss, but Belding is high uh, on his whole kissing her ass thing, so he doesn't punish Nikki at all. And Nikki's kind of like, why the fuck didn't I get punished for that? Yeah, that's weird that she's so disappointed about not getting punished. Well, I, th- I feel like that's kind of a Jesse thing, too, where she feels like she's making, like, a big stand and was going to get punished for it and is disappointed no one cares. That's kind of the thing where there's people who protest something and their goal is to get arrested by the end of it. Like, right. that's kind of the badge of honor for them is if they get cuffed protesting whatever it is they're passionate about. I... Why does Mr. Belding think going easy on Nikki would impress Miss Bliss? I mean, I guess 
not ex- like because Miss Bliss had talked to her, but it was obvious that Miss Bliss wasn't in favor of what Nikki did. So Mr. Belling should right. have at least given her detention or something. Like I think Miss Bliss would have been on board with that. Oh yeah, which is what Miss Bliss says later in yeah. the episode. She's like, Nikki at least deserved a detention. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that Belding is meddling in the educational development of this student <laughs> just to keep Miss Bliss at the school. Yeah, is this supposed to be like the origin of when Mr. Belding stopped being an authority? Oh, it was to kiss maybe. up to Miss Bliss. Yeah. And then later he just starts kissing up to Zach. Yeah, well he found out that he actually couldn't like be an authority figure, that he'd rather be somebody's friend. Next we go to Miss Bliss's class. And Tina comes in all drama queen about things that Mr. Belding won't give her now. And then Milo comes rolling on in with a brand new VCR for Miss Bliss. Compliments of Mr. Belding. A brand new 1989 VCR. VCR, which costs probably like $600. (laughs) Tina doesn't quite come out and say it because this is still like a kid's show. But she more or less insinuates that bliss is banging belding at this point i feel like mr belding is going into like a psychological experiment phase and this is reminding me of the <laughs> monsters come to maple street at the twilight zone episode oh yeah the, where he's like one person is getting all the like in that episode of the twilight zone basically like all the power goes out in this town except for one person and then only one person can start their car and it turns out to be aliens messing with people because they end up killing each other because they all think the other is doing something wrong it's always aliens messing with yeah, exactly. the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, or Russian. And so I think Mr. Belding is like, well, if I just favor one teacher, they're just going to self-destruct and like yeah. pick each other apart. Oh, that actually so, would be a clever uh, uh, a clever bit of administrating on mm-hmm. his part. I like when Tina gets all pissed that Miss Bliss is getting all this stuff and she accuses her of filling out the requisition form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they are blowjobs. And then at the very end of the scene, Milo comes in carrying a box he says contains encyclopedias, but I guarantee you from the way he's carrying that box, it does not in fact contain encyclopedias. He's really strong. Are you calling him a liar? (laughs) I'm calling the artifice of television a liar. I agree with that. (laughs) <laughs> also, so is Milo, like, in charge of the AV club carrying it in VCR? As part of his role as, like, the custodian manager, <laughs> he's, like, distributing this stuff out to Miss Bliss as as Belding brings it in. It's her it's her VCR. It's not the AV clubs. Uh, then we're back in the hallway, and Zach is pretty much just harassing Nikki for not being a serial killer because she doesn't want to, like, savor the enjoyment of killing an animal. This shit is dark. Well, look who's here, our lady of the lily pad. You know, I was really counting on slicing and dicing those little green suckers a day. You'll live, and now so will the frogs. You know, at lunch I couldn't help but noticing you taking your knife and splitting your broccoli. Juices ran everywhere. It was disgusting. You know, lettuce is a living thing, too. Why don't you just break into the cafeteria and free the salad? It was interesting because one of the things I think, like, Mikey and Zach start teasing her because she's like, they're like, we saw you in the cafeteria, you know, stick your fork in that broccoli and juices were going everywhere and it was disgusting. And I was like, A, I assume Nikki isn't a vegetarian or we don't know. We don't, I guess we don't know, but we could probably assume she's not. And so it would have been a more interesting discussion or thought experiment or whatever if she wasn't and so then they start challenging her on that right like why right. why are you all right eating you know the salisbury steak at the cafeteria but you're interesting discussions have no place on this show <laughs> yeah i know they wouldn't have any way to resolve it um and then mikey and screech both side with zach and what's interesting is we're like she asks screech and screech says like his friendship with Nikki or the feeling of a frog intestine in his hand or whatever. He wants to and kick a kidney. He wants to drop no, kick a kidney and Mikey get the last. To... That was oh. Mikey who wants it. Oh. But once again, like I'd be okay with the notion of Screech not siding with Nikki just in the grounds of like, I like science and I'm going to enjoy doing this and learning, mm-hmm. but he has to like be gross and serial killer-esque about it too. 
where it's like, oh, I, he just wants to feel the, yeah. the the body parts in his hands. It's not just like, no, I'm going to enjoy learning from it's this. It's like they they've just dialed up like some stereotypes about boys to eleven, where it's like. Oh, right, boys like gross right. stuff, and boys like, you know, <laughs> frying ants with a magnifying glass, so of course they want to, like, feel the intestines of a frog through, slip through their fingers, you know. Like, as is often the problem with those sitcoms, there's no mid- mid-range. Yeah. It's like, two right, extremes. Right. Yeah, everything's broad. Yeah. And this is where we also find out that Lisa's not too wild about doing the dissection, but she'll do it for the sake of her grade. Mm-hmm. And that's that's Lisa's take on things. I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go back to the Miss Bliss house, and Nikki shows up at Miss Bliss's house for some reason. That's not normal. Well, Zach already did it's that. Happening. Yeah. So what? It's still not normal, you guys. I'm going to keep my head throughout this whole Bliss season. <laughs> and to be fair, she was invited by Miss Bliss. Not normal. I don't. I don't know why she was invited. I don't know why this scene had to happen at her house. Right. Because they want to feel like they made a good investment when they built that set. <laughs> yeah. I guess it has been two episodes since we've seen it. <laughs> but yeah, she was invited at, at this point. You know what would be cool is if Miss Bliss just hang, hung out in her bedroom. And then, like, everyone climbed <laughs> in the window. And, like, people would walk in and she gives them finger guns as they enter. <laughs> hey! Orders some pizza. Um, so this is where we get we get the very briefest snippet of an intelligent discussion of the issue, where Miss Bliss makes the point about medical research, and Nikki counters with a point with a, a, a good point that frog dissection of middle schoolers in school isn't quite the same thing as scientists conducting medical research. And to be fair. I don't know how much I got out of dissecting a frog when I did it. Like, I probably could have gone through my life without ever having done it and would have turned out the same. Yeah, and I didn't get anything more than, like, if I just read about it or whatever, you know, in a textbook. Or... What about if you had a computer simulation? Yeah. Computers man. are our future. Miss Bliss uh, whips out a floppy disk, waka waka, Rimbus. that contains a computer program that she says Nikki can use in lieu of the dissection. This show's all about computers, isn't it? Right? This is this is like leading the tech charge in 1989. <laughs> They're like the potatoes of um, <laughs> technology. Yeah, so this is the second episode in a row where the whole plot has been about some, like, delivery item that everyone has to deal yeah. with. <laughs> uh, so we'll go back to the office, and we're going to wrap up this, uh, this little Belding Bliss subplot. Uh, Bliss asks Belding why he's being such a suck-up, and she badgers him until he admits that he found a letter, and between the two of them, they use the word woo a lot. <laughs> and then... Right, no, there's not no even, woo guy anymore. There's not even that kind of a woo. It's like a, they woo you, woo who, I'm wooing you. I don't want them to woo you. <laughs> and, and they then. get laughs, and they don't deserve the laughs, but they only get, like, two laughs. I know about Trump Hill Academy. What about it? They're trying to woo you away from me. Woo? Yes, woo. They wooed away two teachers last year, and I wasn't going to let them woo you, too. Lucky I found that letter in your mailbox. It's such, like, awkward, stilted laughter. Like, one guy feels obligated. This is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Miss Bliss rationally explains that the reason she had a letter from that academy in her mailbox was because one of those teachers that left was writing her a letter, because this is 1989, <laughs> and letter writing was still a living method of communication. Ghostwriter! Ghostwriter! Yeah, why didn't they just text each other? I know, or send an email or something. Why didn't they just send emojis? <laughs> <laughs> New school, thumb up. <laughs> that that uh, was the Milo... letter, she just opened it up and it was a big, like, <laughs> It's a picture thumb. of a thumb. <laughs> it was a drawing of potatoes and then eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> and a <laughs> and a arrow. Uh, and so then uh, Milo comes in and whips out the pun that Mr. Morton is hopping mad. Uh, so bad. And in the next scene, we find out that he is mad because Nikki has run off with his second batch of frogs. I have to like fool me twice. <laughs> right? Like yeah. maybe you should have locked up those frogs. Start watching these shit. Damn. Keep an eye on them at least. But that all turns out to be a false premise because then Nikki just turns up again with the box full of frogs and says that 
off camera, she's learned to respect the differences of others and that the only frog she's released was hers. Wait, this was like the most complex, rational reasoning ever, ever, ever on this show where she's like, I didn't want you guys to do this, but then me not allowing anyone to do it made me just as bad as the people I was trying to stop. You're like, that is very sophisticated. Yeah. It was. I would have liked to have maybe had a scene where Miss Bliss helps her with that realization instead of the scene where Miss Bliss gave her some bullshit advice and she stole the frogs. Because we don't really, there's nothing we get that explains why Nikki had this realization. And again, let's not ignore that the real solution comes on a floppy dip. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's where, like, he doesn't the... Mr. Martin? What is... Morton. Morton doesn't acknowledge it one way or another, right? Yeah, he just kind of trails off. Yeah. Well, he says, he's like, well, that's fine, Nikki, but I'm gonna have to fail you. And then Miss Bliss is like, oh, but you could use this computer program. And I guess that he's okay with that. I feel like his bloodlust wouldn't allow him to be okay with that. Well, I also like he, he has the line where she's like, Miss Bliss says, you know, surely you can't argue with that. And he says, I'm a man of science. I can argue with anything. <laughs> I'm sure Mr. Morton can't argue with that. I'm a man of science. I can argue with anything. Right? Yeah, I hate this guy. Does he never show up again? <laughs> no, we never see him again. Thank Don't worry. God. Fuck this guy. I also love, not unlike Milo's empty box of encyclopedias, that apparently whatever frog delivery company they're getting <laughs> these frogs from just puts them in a cardboard box and then, like, stabs holes in it with, like, a scissors. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, there's no, like, uniformity to the holes in the box. It's just, like, I think Morton went out into a swamp and grabbed them and threw them in this box. Well, of course he did. You didn't get that from this episode? <laughs> that's that's how he could afford the second batch, I guess. And he stabs the holes in the box with the frogs in them very willy-nilly because he likes the, like, random danger of it all. Well, it's like the Schrodinger's cat where he, he does that, but he doesn't know which ones are dead mm -hmm. until he opens yeah. the box. I bet when he's sitting at the desk, Morton has, like, a scalpel and you He's stabbing around his fingers, like, front, 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 back. Like an alien? Yeah. yeah. Like, all the cool guys ever. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's pretty much the end of that. Milo comes in with a cart loaded up with Miss Bliss's stuff, saying that Belding is now putting it up for grabs. And apparently everybody wants a fucking globe, because Morton's like, ooh, maybe I'll take this globe. <laughs> I was eyeing that globe. Because it's one of those globes with the booze in it, Austin. I'm gonna fucking kill you if you touch that globe. <laughs> the end. Yeah, and it's like, all this stuff was requisitioned for her class, and it's like, how much of it would be useful in other non-history classes? What does the science teacher need with a globe, unless there's booze in it? <laughs> he wants to reanimate the Earth. I guess, theoretically, the encyclopedias could be of use to pretty much any teacher. But I also yeah. kind of feel like maybe they should put those in the school library. Well, where do you think he got them from? <laughs> he just took them from like he went to the public yeah. library and stole them <laughs> like, these are overdue fines I'm never paying <laughs> no they don't dude they don't even let you they don't let you check out encyclopedias he would have had to straight up stolen <laughs> he them put it under his jacket he probably also pasted in pictures of him and Mrs. Belding fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you think Belding didn't actually get fat in real life he's just hiding a lot of encyclopedias <laughs> <laughs> Now I do. Well, we've been pointing out, like, the 80s stuff, and I guess we didn't mention how 80s encyclopedias are. Uh, oh, I know. Like, why didn't they just look up all that stuff on their phones? Yeah. Remember, like, that 80s encyclopedia guy who had the commercial and he had glasses? Oh, what was that guy's name? Fuckface. Oh, yeah, Fuckface. <laughs> encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> encyclopedia Fuckface. Encyclopedia Brown. Good. Yeah, I think different. they still I think they still publish some encyclopedias. Except now they call it Wikipedia Brown. Yeah, yeah now he's Wikipedia Brown. <laughs> so he he's only as right as the last person to tell him something. <laughs> <laughs> he misses a lot of mystery. Yeah. <laughs> need citation. Yeah, need citation. <laughs> source source needed. <laughs> like, yeah, I think this guy did it. Source needed. Yeah. Um, I think encyclopedias are hanging on by a thread, though I really wonder who buys them anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying there's no such thing as an encyclopedia anymore. It's just, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it is. It's very much an 80s thing. I mean, it's an 80s thing. It's a 90s thing. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't until Wikipedia came along. Yeah, that... or just the internet. 
Well, because then they started going to, like, you got the, like, CDs of encyclopedias you could get. Right. And they just went all right. went online. The Encarta. So, uh, uh, Ryan, what did you learn from this episode? Oh, man, it's really hard trying to figure that out. Why don't you just, I mean, Nikki learned a lesson. I know, I learned that when you are opposed to something, but you use the same method as those to whom you are opposed, you become no better than them. Also, Carol taught me that all art teachers wait. <laughs> day, 420. That's some, that's some deep-ass shit there. Uh, David, what did you learn? Well, I'm still trying to get it all straight, but I think <laughs> Ryan hates women. No! <laughs> more than Carolyn hates black people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But Austin hates hobos more than Ryan hates women. Yeah. And Carolyn uh-huh. also hates art teachers, but not as much as Ryan hates women. Wait, did we not get David on the hook for something? Yeah, David well, has a lot of people. Type well, of David people. refuses to acknowledge the Holocaust. We covered that. <laughs> oh, that's right. I've purified <laughs> myself of that thing called hate. And to be fair, my recording was me accusing of somebody else being a Holocaust denier. Yeah, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> the, the court of public opinion will be the judge of that. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Carol, what did you learn? Uh, I learned a little something about art from an art teacher who may or may not blaze every day, Ryan. Definitely not every day. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned that you haven't really learned to see until you've rendered a hobo's nutsack. True, Carol. Carol, you're a working artist, but have you rendered the hobo nutsack? Not directly. That's a Stephanie's take, Carol. It's like American Beauty with the bag in the wind. It's it, the it most just beautiful like thing. Carolyn, you may draw, but you don't do art yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> now so you've seen that nutsack. Carol, you should just go down to that one block in Portland, like two blocks down from the city where all the port, where yeah. all the hobos hang out. Draw scrotum, yeah, I, then you'll know. I, I saw that when I was driving down there one time. Yeah, there's a couple of shanty towns, and some are less endorsed than others. I've seen a hobo poop twice. Yeah, but did you, nice. did you put pen to paper of that in <laughs> No, but the thing is, is that it couldn't look away. I was like, oh no, that guy pooping? Couldn't be. He sure is. Oh. And I just can't look away. It's really, it's tragic. I guess I have to draw it so I can do art. Draw it. David. So then you can Fine. get the capital A in your art. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, as for me, I learned that there is apparently nothing more coveted in teaching circles than a globe. Especially one that may or may not have booze inside of it. Yeah. David, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me where I definitely don't have any capital A art going on. Uh, at <laughs> Twitter, at Dr. Bits, Dr. Spelled Out, and at TheRealGentlemanOfLeisure.com. And Ryan, how about you? You can find me appreciating women. In <laughs> <laughs> the oh, most yes, sexist very... way possible. I don't hate women. <laughs> I've let a lot of stuff go. I've been a lot of things I'm not, for the sake of a joke, on this show. <laughs> Don't hate women. Maybe a few. But they've earned it, right? In my opinion, yes. You hate people, not groups. Yes, equal opportunity hate. I hate the person. I hate a person's action. My website <laughs> is oyesverynice.com, O-H-Y-E-S, very nice.com. It's my drawing. My work. Uh, it's also my Twitter handle and my Instagram. And uh, that's all. You can also find him on MRAs Forever. But, you know. <laughs> the Red oh, Pill. Yeah. You can find me hating the women. Red on, um, <laughs> no, and I guess uh, it would have been done for a while, I this, but I just finished Fuller House Reviewed yeah. on CollectiveView.com. That shit's done. It's funny, too, because I announced it like I'm not even doing any more of these, and like the lack of response I got was very validating that I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> it's okay. Well, that at least... Yeah. No, that it's, it justifies your decision. It just petered out. It's like it had run its Bad. course already and then we did another season. And it was fucking bad. Yeah. Did Uncle Joey do a nude scene? Ask someone else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carol, where can we find you on the internet hating whatever it is we said you hated this episode? <laughs> I hate bleep and bleep and bleep. And you can find out more about that starting with my website, www.carolynmain.com, 
C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. Uh, look up Carol the Main at Twitter, on Tumblr, and on Facebook. I have an art page and a personal page, and we'll hang out. I got some cool stuff coming. For me, you can find me totally not hating anything on Twitter at <laughs> Austin Gorton. And you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. As for the show, you can follow us on Twitter at SBTV underscore reviewed. Uh, Like our Facebook page and drop us a line there. Email us at SBTVreviewed at gmail.com. You can uh, download and listen to the show from our Tumblr page, SBTVreviewed.com. And on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, on all those wonderful uh, outlets. Uh, Rate and review us on iTunes and any of those other things that have vehicle venues for you to rate and review us as well. And uh, if you want to give us money, you can still do that. We're doing this right now because you guys gave us money. And, I mean, we'll still take more money. And we'll, we'll still send you stuff for it. So check out our Indiegogo page. Uh, there's a link to that on our website as well. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gorton, reminding you all to fill out your requisition forms. Throws, Austin. Why do I watch the show when we did the night is go? Basic highs on my Zach, let's chill out at the max. Giving building panic attacks and eating all my snacks as I lay awake at night and my wisdom alive. We got a bunch of Twitter just the other day about Milo. Oh, and it was yeah. like some movie he was in. Oh, yeah. Here, you want me to? Yeah. Here, we might need to. Crack me search. It's always bad when we give shout-outs, but you don't remember his person. Yeah, right. And that is bad. <laughs> well, that's what editing's for. <laughs>